You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome in to Locked On Cardinals. Today is August the 29th. This is serving as Friday's show, but because of the lateness of the game last night and me working at the radio station for Friday Night Football and high school, uh, I was unable to record last night, so I am recording it today. My name is Lucas Smith. Today we get to talk about the ugly, ugly game that was the uh, game last night against the Cleveland Indians, as well as preview today's matchup as well. So there aren't a lot of positives to get into, but I will get into the few positives that I saw. One of them was the Dexter Fowler home run. It was uh, Jackie Robinson Day across Major League Baseball. A um, lot of, of powerful moments over across the league. One of them was in uh, the, the Angels where they all stood up and interlocked arms. I thought that was really powerful. Um, so Jackie Robinson Day uh, recognizing the uh, first African-American in the major leagues, 1947. Um and before the game, Fowler mentioned that uh, he doesn't take wearing 42 lightly. Um, he said, quote, The legacy of Jackie Robinson lives on as we celebrate number 42 today. His story doesn't stop there, and it's up to us to continue his message, end quote. And he ended up homering it for the only Cardinal runs of the game. Took a Tristan McKenzie fastball into the bullpen and right, so that was super powerful. Uh, I was I was happy that, that he was able to hit a home run and it wasn't completely full of negatives for St. Louis today, so... He was about it in terms of positives. Paul DeYoung also had three hits, so that was good. Uh, all three singles, but, you know, three hits are three hits, so that's good. Brad Miller had two more hits, and other than that, it was Fowler and nobody else decided to come to hit today. Uh, yesterday, excuse me. Um, also, a, a fun little positive was the double play that was turned by St. Louis in the third inning, I believe it was. Um, it was a 3-2-8 Double play. You heard me right. It was 3-2-8. Uh, ground ball was hit in the second inning, excuse me, by Lindor. Um, and Goldschmidt took it and threw to a home. Yadier Molina chased down the runner to third, tagged him out, and then nobody was at second base, so he was kind of holding the ball for a little bit of extra time. And then Dylan Carlson, heads-up play, came into second. Yadier Molina threw behind the runner, got him out. So you think at that point, okay, you get out of it, still 4 nothing, and then all of a sudden it's 6 nothing, and it just went downhill from there, like I said. But good instincts by Yadi and Carlson there. So, you know, I try to remain as positive as, as I can on this show. I really do. Um... But, but that's all I got. I mean, I think about three minutes into this show, and that, that's all the positives that I can think of from yesterday. Um, you, you know what? I'll go. I'll go one more positive, and that was the best pitching performance of the day by Max Schrock, uh, middle infielder, one inning, scoreless baseball. Gotta love it. Tyler Webb also was scoreless, but he gave up three hits. Um, but I gotta go, Max Schrock. He was my uh, top pitching performance for St. Louis. Um, but speaking of pitching, it was. It was not the Cardinals' day. It was probably the worst day for Cardinal pitching. Um, you can argue whenever uh, Sanchez gave four home runs against Chicago, that wasn't pretty. But this was just an, an offensive onslaught that just didn't seem to stop, especially in the middle innings there. You know, you figure, okay, you stopped the bleeding in the third and fourth, so maybe you come back. And then it was two in the fifth, four in the sixth, and two in the seventh. And 
a 20-hit barrage that just would not end. And it started with Ponce de Leon. Uh, he, he is now 0-3 with a 782 ERA. Didn't get out of the first inning. Gave up two hits, four earned, four walks. I, I talked about it. Every time he pitches, his walks have been extremely high. And I just don't think that he's the answer for the Cardinal rotation right now. Um, I mean, in his last three starts, he's gone three and a third with three walks, four and two thirds with four walks, and two thirds with four walks. Um, on the year so far, in just 12 innings, he has walked 14 matters. Um, I, I, I just haven't seen any consistency from him at any point of his major league career for St. Louis. I think that he needs to be done as a starter, maybe work him in in some, uh, in some blowout innings or some you know meaningless innings, which there aren't a lot to go around unless you give up 14 runs and 20 hits. Um, let's see if he can get his confidence back because I think that his fastball can play. I just don't think it can play as a starter. And if he can get his control down, then you know that might be a good late inning arm for you. But I just don't think he's the answer as a starter. Jake Woodford was able to come in and pitched well. Uh, got the inning Cardinals out of the inning in the first, gave up a homer in the second, and was able was exited in the third or the fourth rather. So three and a third. That was the longest outing by a Cardinal. And then, so his ERA sits at two six one. He struck out three. I like Jake Woodford. I think that you know the Cardinals have some options in terms of who takes Ponce's spot. I think you have Johan Aviedo to think of, Carlos Martinez to think of as he comes back from the injured list. Uh, Jake Woodford is definitely a candidate as well. And he uh, you know gave up two runs in three innings, but was able to eat a couple outs for St. Louis and you know put his name with the you know near the top of the list for that. And then Jose Fernandez. Showed his summer camp self a little bit with uh, two walks in an inning. Gave up six hits, six earned. Uh, his ERA moon is uh, jumps to the moon at 27. Ricardo Sanchez, two innings, two earned. His ERA is 6.75. Tyler Webb, like I said, scoreless inning. Um, so pitching just wasn't there for St. Louis. And we've talked about the, the strength of pitching for St. Louis, and it has been the entire year. It just wasn't there yesterday. Cardinals now sit at 11-12, and 12, but... Beyond that, their offense, again, didn't show up. Six for 31 on the day. They left, uh, excuse me, they left eight runners on base, only two for eight, over two with runners in scoring position. Uh, yeah, I just don't, I don't know what this offense is going to look like um, uh, consistently throughout the year. You have your leadoff batter, Wong. He went over five. He's sitting 214 with an OPS of 582. You have Carpenter, over three, average down to 190. I mean, in the regular starting lineup, you figure you have Carpenter, Wong, and um, and O'Neal, and Bader now that he, he's back down to earth a little bit, all of them hitting below the Mendoza line of 200. Um, and Carlson as well. Or no, I'm sorry, Bader's above it, but Carlson's below it. Um, I'm not saying you need to bench all these players or anything, but I am saying that, that we need to find a way to get these guys going. Uh, I think all these guys have the capability to get, to get going, because this team really, you know, every team, you can say this about just about any other team, but... St. Louis especially has the potential to be really good, and they're just in a rough, rough, rough stretch of baseball right now. Um, they, they, t- they took two out of three to um, to Kansas City, which was good, but you know you would have liked to see them sweep, and then they lost 0-2 to Pittsburgh. So it's been a rough uh, couple days here to be a St. Louis Cardinal fan, um, especially with the doubleheader swoop to, to the Royals. So I mean, it was. It's just been, it's been, it's been tough. Cardinals still only three games back in, of, of Chicago. Um, so I mean, 
you're still within striking distance of the, of the Cubs, but you, you need to get going because you now the Cardinals are almost halfway done with their season of 60 games. And, the, you know, the trade deadline's on Monday, and that might be something the Cardinals want to think about, but also are they going to? So I'll talk about the trade deadline and preview today's game in just a moment. But first, I do want to tell you about rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for nearly 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write LOCKED ON in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com So the trade deadline is coming up on Monday, and there's a lot of talk about what teams might do. You know, it's a weird year, so weird things might happen. But I just think the Cardinals are in a weird limbo stage of not being great, having solutions that are two to three years away, but not being major league ready. And it's just interesting that, you know, I don't think they're going to make any moves because they they like Carlson in the outfield. They don't, don't want to give up. At the end of the line, they don't want to give up any prospects for Major League Ready Talent because they love their prospects and they, they love what they have coming up, and, and they should. You know, I think Dylan Carlson is going to be really good. You have Nolan Gorman in the, in the minor leagues as well. Matthew Libertor is going to be an electric arm in a couple of years. But that's the problem is that if they want to be Major League Ready now, they might have to sacrifice a couple of prospects. And I just don't think that Mozeliak and Gersh and uh, the, the DeWitts are, are ready to do that. But... So I, I think that the Cardinals sit and, and do nothing at the trade deadline, which is unfortunate because they definitely have some needs. I think they have an outfield need right now because none of their outfielders are hitting. I think that they I mean, they have an offensive need because a lot of people aren't hitting, and they need to uh, solve that very quickly. Um, but I just don't think that that's something that the Cardinals are, are going to do because they are, you know, so in love with their prospects. And I'm not saying they shouldn't be. You know, their prospects are, are legit, and they have reason to be excited about them, but it's a matter of do you want to win now or do you want to sit through mediocrity for a year and then go from there? Because, I mean, the Cardinals are, they have a really good shot at making the playoffs because of the updated standings, uh, updated playoff format with, with eight teams per league. Um, so they have a good shot at making the playoffs because all they have to do is beat out um, Pittsburgh and Milwaukee, which might be easier said than done, but they still have a good chance of doing that. So playoffs are not out of the question for St. Louis, even though they are playing mediocre baseball right now. Um they're still a game ahead of Cincinnati and Milwaukee. Uh, you look ahead, their schedule. St. Louis has Cleveland for the rest of the weekend, and they're at Cincinnati um, starting on Monday. They're, they're there for three games. And then they have another five-game set at Chicago. Um, you know, this next week of baseball is important. You, you think you think it's important, but then you look at the next week of baseball starting on the 11th. The Cardinals have uh, three against the Reds, five against the Brewers in three days, and then five against the Pirates in three days. So that's all divisional baseball. 
That is, th- uh, my quick math, 13 divisional games in uh, nine days. So that's a huge threat to baseball as well against teams that are below you, the Reds, Brewers, and Pirates. But then before that, I mean, you just have a lot of big games coming up in September. And do you trust this team right now to win a majority of those games to get you into the playoffs? Cardinals sit at 11-12 and 12 right now. Do you trust this team? I think I struggle with it because there's so much potential that isn't being seen right now. I mean, I think Carlson should not be hitting 183. Bader has the potential to be really good. O'Neal is in a slump worse than I've ever seen him right now. I believe in O'Neal. Um, Colton Wong, I think, can be a better hitter than he is. He's still an electric fielder with the gloves, so you're not going to sit him. Um, it's just a matter of how long do you wait to see the potential rise up before you say, okay, we're not gonna, you know, we're gonna we're gonna move on and see if we can get some major league ready talent in here now. So, I think the Cardinals uh, are idle on the trading deadline as it passes on Monday. I, I don't think they make any moves, and if they do, I don't think it'll be um, big moves. But they might, might they might surprise me. Um, you know, the last time they made a flurry of moves, in, in my opinion, was 2011, and they won the World Series. So, think if you will of that. <laughs> but I just think they 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 have. I mean. If you want to win in 2020, this team is not going to be a World Series team, uh, especially with the way they're playing right now. They have the potential to be a really good playoff team. And, you know, it's all about timing. You never know. But, you know, w- without speaking in you know a bunch of maybes and chickening out, this team is not a World Series team. I just don't think it is. Uh, but moving on to today's game, hopefully you're listening before the game started. I do apologize for the late release of this game, of uh, this episode. Friday night football got a little bit late last night, so did the game, so... But we have Carlos Carrasco against Jack Flaherty today. Um, Carrasco used to be, you know, he was one of the guys in the World Series teams that was, you know, or not maybe not the World Series team, but those really good Indians teams of a number of years ago. Um, he was, you know, one of their main weapons, and he's turned into kind of a question mark. He's 2-3 and three with a 450 ERA uh, on the year. His last outing, um, he just went 3-3 and a third in four runs. So, of course, he runs into a baffling or excuse me, a scuffling Cardinals lineup, so he'll probably turn it around and throw seven innings of one-hit ball. But, you know, if you're Cardinals, you got to take advantage of a struggling, of a struggling pitcher. And you know, just, just backtrack real quick, generally speaking. That's another thing that's, that's so frustrating about the Cardinals' struggles right now is that yesterday, Cleveland, good offense, fine. But other than the first game against Kansas City, they did not play well in that Royals series. They're in last place in their, in their um, division. And then and the Pirates... I don't think anybody can tell you they played well. They pitched well, that's fine, but they didn't play well as a whole. Um, and that that team was last in their division, so it's just tough to see that these these Cardinals aren't aren't losing these games to to, to the Cubs or to you know to Minnesota to Chicago White Sox. They're losing these games to Kansas City and Pittsburgh uh, at least this week. So it's just frustrating on that point. But anyways, I digress. Um, for the Cardinals, though, good news they got Jack Flaherty. He's two and zero, one nine eight ERA. Um, Five innings against the Royals on Monday. Uh, he only went 64, yeah, 64 pitches. He'll probably go 75, 80 today. Might even just go regular, be out there, go jack. So we'll see how it goes. Um, I like, you know, you, you always have to like your chances with, with Jack Flaherty on the bump. So I'm going to go ahead and say the Cardinals win today um, and, and uh, even up the series and kind of get back on track a little bit with Flaherty on the bump. So, and then real quick, because I do have a little bit of extra time, let's talk about tomorrow's game. One uh, fifteen first pitch, Adam Wainwright on the bump against Aaron Savale, or Savale, I don't know how to make that, I'm sorry. Uh, he held the 
uh, Bama squad to three runs on seven hits in his last start. Wainwright went seven innings, four runs, and the Cardinals lost, but he's still 2-0 and a 2.88 ERA. Um, this is going to be a bold prediction, and I know I've just bashed the Cardinal offense for the last 20 minutes. I think the Cardinals can win this game as well, and that is solely because of the arms they have on the hill. I think that when you look at this Cardinal rotation, when you look at the Cardinal pitching staff, you look to two guys that can be a stopper for you. You look to Flaherty, and you look to Wainwright, and the Cardinals have them going back-to-back days. So I like the Cardinals' chances in the next couple days. Um, it's just a matter of, if, is the offense going to give them enough run support, and is the defense going to support them enough without kicking the ball around? So I like the Cardinals' chances with Adam Wainwright and Jack Flaherty going on the bump today and tomorrow. We will see how it goes. So that is all I got. Shorter episode today. I want to make sure I get it out to you guys before the first pitch today. Sorry if I didn't. Um, but you can follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals. Make sure you're subscribed to the show, whatever you're listening to the show. And then go ahead and rate it if there's a rating system on the app that you use it for. Love to know your feedback, and I'd love to hear from you guys as well. At LockedOnCards is the Gmail. Monday's show will most likely be released after the game on Monday against Cincinnati. Uh, but it might be released before. I'll put out a Twitter poll, and you guys can you guys can decide because you guys are the listeners. Uh, it's a 6:40 first pitch, so now that I think about it, it'll probably be before. But nevertheless, my name is Lucas Smith. This is Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast. As always, thanks for listening. Stay safe. Stay well. Have a great day.